Welcome to the Gratitude Cafe, positive radio to feed your soul. Your dynamic host and founder, Sue Lundquist, will bring you her own intuitive talents and gifts for co-creating, healing, and teaching. Her show, The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul, is focused on bringing you to a higher place each week where you can leave the hustle of life at the door. So pull up a chair and join us for The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul. Well, welcome, you guys. It's Tuesday. I think I do need volume. I, I feel like I'm talking in a can. I know, Benny. You went right for the wrong. There it is. Thank you. How are you? Happy Tuesday. Back at you. You're wearing shorts today. Uh, Yeah, at least I'm wearing yeah. some pants. Thank you. It's not a no-pants Tuesday. It's not a no-pants Tuesday. I think we would get in trouble for that. Starting I mean, to become uh, very summery out. I'm getting, yeah, we're getting oh, our, it's... calm down over there. You almost took out your phone. I did. That over there. How are you? <laughs> Talk Those are to some me. lengthy legs, by yes. the way. Yes. Likewise, <laughs> likewise, Mr. Benny. Thank you very much. You have some legs over there. They yeah, well, you know, we're getting mine. some more sunshine and getting them tanned out. You know? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. hotter than a Dickens yesterday. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a little tapered off today, but then it's going to ramp up by Wednesday. So. Is it really? Mm-hmm. It's going to go back up. So, graduation's done. Yeah, I saw that. Congratulations. Thank There's you. There's one. One. One down, two to go. Two's next year. Oh Three is in two more years. <laughs> I can't say that. I bleeped life, it out pretty much. Yes, I am so excited. <laughs> Off to Cal Poly she goes. Yeah. Woo! Be very excited, very proud. Yes, we are super excited. We've got a, well, Benny, ask me what I'm doing. On Benny, me. what are you doing? Oh, Benny. Wait, Sue, what are you doing? <laughs> I am going to Cabo. I think you should, like, have me ask it rather than you ask me ask you. I know, but that's funny. We've already done it. Okay. We did it last week, too. Did we? Yeah. Well, I'm going to Cabo. Because if we talked about like, oh, uh, is it a girl thing? Is it like a, you know, it's a, a, a mother-daughter thing? Mother, daughter, mother, daughter, yeah, senior, senior mm-hmm. trip, all that. But you're super excited. <laughs> Are you going to get your hair done? Like, you know how they like braid it all up? I have no idea. I don't know. Remember I, that? I, like senior year, you go on the senior trips, you come back and your hair's all braided. All, even the dude's yeah. hair, even the guy's hair. Oh, I haven't hairs seen are... the guy's hair. No. <laughs> that was like a, that's like a 2000s thing. It's not I a guess. good look. It's not a good look. No, not you're for right. the guys. Isn't that, wasn't that Bo Derek? I just don't think it's good. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's the Bo Derek. He's a 10. <clears throat> Ten. That's right. Nailed it. Thank you. Nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I know we're goofing off. We do have a serious yummy show today, and of course, it's the Gratitude Cafe. Your host Sue Lundquist and my superstar Benny. Uh, there we go. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. New perspective. Thank you. New thoughts. New ideas. New you. We have got an incredible guest with us today. Um, and I let me just let me just share something with you because I loved what what he wrote, and it's. Just let me. I'm going to just say it, and then I'm going to go into housekeeping, and then we're going to do it. So part Deepak Chopra, part Anthony Bourdain, it's the book Elizabeth Gilbert and Cheryl Stray would have written had they had a penis. Hmm. A lot going on Boom. there. Boom! A lot, a lot, lot going on. on. I'm there. dropping it right out. Right, right, right out, out of the, the gate. Boom. <laughs> Done. I love that opening, though. I really, really do. Things we're going to be talking about. We're going to talk about overcoming fear. We're going to talk about synchronicities. We're going to talk about this amazing little gem that I have in the studio with us today. Before we get started, i got to talk to you about another superstar, Josh Parkinson, with Resonate Brand. Resonate helps you build beautiful, mobile-friendly websites, but more importantly, they help you build a web strategy that helps your business attract new customers, grow a following, and get higher in the search listings. And if you want to create an online course membership, 
that sells automatically without you lifting a finger. They can help you build and sell that too. Contact Resonate Web Leadership for a free consult and see what options they have for you. And also tell them that you heard about them from Sue Lundquist and the Gratitude Cafe. <clears throat> so, of course, I'm going to do the standard little bio for this wonderful little gentleman here. Little gentleman, yummy gentleman, scrumptious. Prefer that than Scrumpt- little. Yeah, yeah, scrumptious is much just better. FYI. <laughs> Ouch, I just hit my knee. Benny! Don't get nervous. Just be yourself. Lower your chair. That will help. Oh, not that far. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good on the camera. It's pretty good. You're like, what did you just come into? Are you good? Right? Am I good? All right. So we are starting. Here we go. Let me have your book, honey, because I want to show everybody a picture of your book. Okay. All right, and I did start here, but oh, that camera. Okay, can you see it, love? What we're doing, zooming in, zooming in. We're good. I know this is live radio, but you can also see us on the internet. Do, 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 1150kknw.com. This is the book to get. Now you're supposed to wave at the camera, too, and say hello. Good morning. Good morning. Vivarium, let me explain to you what that is. A place such as a laboratory where live animals or plants are kept under conditions simulating their natural environment as for research. This is true. This is very true. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay, I've got to get back to it. I'm getting all excited because I want to jump right in. Okay, I'm going to do a little housekeeping here, and I'm going to do the standard bio, but then I'm going to bring this wonderful gentleman in. He's going to tell us his background. And let him, you know, take us all through a beautiful, beautiful journey. At the heart of a curious year in the great vivarium experiment is an artist searching for his voice and a writer searching for his story. It's a journey about becoming a man in the shadows of his parents' death, surrendering his past and trusting the future that is pulling him forward. And the power of gratitude and intention to shape our reality. All wrapped up in a funny, original, and wild ride. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. So, please tell us a curious year in the great vivarium experiment. Mr. Tim Shields is joining the Gratitude Cafe. All right. I love this. Thank you. uh, I'm pretty happy with the way it came out. It's very beautiful. It's incredible. You guys, and I'm a tactile person, even Mm -hmm. just the, the cover's yummy. Okay, I do, I, you know, and guests and, and callers and everybody knows this. I'll do the standard bio, but you know what? Let's get to know you. Let's talk about your backstory. Let's talk about publishing. Let's talk about you as an author and a writing, all of that. I'm okay. going to let you just jump in. Well, um, for the first, I guess, half of my career, most of my career, I was freelancing and marketing and advertising. But, I mean, since I was 17, I, this is what I've been trying to express in the world. I've done it in some terrible screenplays, some other uh, very bad failed attempts, but it's all part of the writing and learning process. But, um, you know, I actually went to uh, sort of the journey of this started, well, I guess the journey of it started in 2010 when my mom passed away. And um, I had basically a a decade of sick parents. And um, she... uh, Sorry, I just got some water. Take a little sip. Take a little sip, and Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so we can have. So anyway, big talent needs to wet his whistle. I know, (laughs) I know. So after she passed away, um, I wound up buying a one-way ticket to India, and I thought I'd be gone for three or four months, but it turned into fifteen months, and um, sort of, I think, what created the whole thing was uh, 
after my mom passed away, I, I asked, a friend of mine's sister was kind of an energy healer or something, and she's like, all right, you're a writer. Okay, I want you to do this exercise. I want you to write down five things you're grateful for and five things you want to create. She said, you're going to be surprised at the way that um, what you create today is what you're going to be grateful for in the future. And I was in such a lost space because I think no matter how prepared you are, you think you are for a parent dying, it's like, I think I said in the book, it's like a tornado or a tsunami sweeps through your world. And no matter how much you try to rebuild, something intangible is lost forever. So I was like, I'll try anything. And so I did that. And at the time, I wasn't working. And like immediately, the job I needed showed up. And um, I had sort of surrendered the pay and everything else. I was just like, I want to be on a cool team. I want freedom. So that was a three-month... Um, that was a three-month contract, and then they extended it to six months, and I was like, okay, but I'm leaving at six months. And um, so I left, and right before I left, my boss was like, would you be interested in working 10 to 20 hours a week while you're in India? And I was like, heck yeah, I would. So I was making all that money, and then living in India, which was like dirt cheap, and then I came back, um, swung through the States for to surprise my family for a family reunion, swung through my office, uh, my former office, and my boss like took me aside and he was like, um, you're going to need money to travel. Just bill me for 30 hours a week for the final three months of your contract. Uh, you don't tell anybody. And then, <laughs> so, so I got paid that, and then I went back to Asia. I got flown back to Asia to work with a friend of mine who has a photography business. He literally like is the school photographer at international schools. So <clears throat> I went back to Asia, and I was making two incomes at the same time. Uh, he was paying me 500 bucks, free room, booze, board, and um, staying at like, I'm just a backpacker and we're staying at nice business hotels. And um, and I read this in the book too. There's yeah. this whole journey that happens in the book with this. I mean, the book is definitely fictionalized. It's um, the external, really the truer part I say in the beginning is the internal journey. Um, so I, I think sort of the journey is really just more of a vehicle for what I'm trying to express in the world but you know I've, I've basically depending on how you cut it I've been working on this book for either six to seven years or 26 years yeah one or the other yes but yeah. it's a life journey it is a life journey yeah okay well talk to me about the title why was that important <clears throat> and how did you get go about picking that well there's um there's a permanent art installation called the Nukem Vivarium in uh, the Seattle Sculpture Garden mm -hmm. it's part of the Seattle Art Museum Sculpture Garden and I just happened to be in there one day, and <clears throat> the idea just kind of came to me. It was like, oh, wow, inside, inside the vivarium is like our life's journey, which is, you know, it's, we're here to experiment and research and screw up, hopefully learn from those mm -hmm. screw-ups. And outside the vivarium, it's kind of like the Plato's Cave thing, but outside the vivarium is, you know, the unifying principle of everything, which is consciousness. Mm -hmm. um, so... I mean, that's, that's basically it, you know, and I think... Tell them the title so they understand. The, a title, the title is A Curious Year in the Great Vivarium Experiment. Yes. And the book, act, it takes place in exactly one year. Exactly one year. Even though I was traveling for 15 months, but, you know. Yes. You got a book ended somewhere. Yes. Literally. Lit <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Literally. Uh, boom. Uh, and I, I'm going to ask this question now because I'm kind of segueing. This is one of... Well... Do we have yeah. others coming? In, in my mind, I'm living in the fourth book right now, but um, there's definitely 
Well, I wasn't really going to say it uh, publicly. It was really mo more my way to frame it, but it's I'm sort of was calling it the consciousness trilogy. So it's really about the evolution of this character's consciousness, and I think it's a timely thing. I think it's a timely thing where we're at right now because I think everybody is kind of waking up to the fact that there's something much larger going on, and then especially when you get into quantum physics and neuroscience and Let's talk about that because I want to talk about the synchronicities and the message behind this book as well mm -hmm. because of the quantum physics, the synchronicities, the neuroscience, all of that. Take people on a journey, like a little snapshot of what they're going to experience in the book. Be I mean, I have my own experience, but I want you to talk about it as well. Wow. Well, I'd, I'd probably be more curious to hear other people's. But well, I know, but just, yes. Um, I mean, it's really kind of about overcoming the self, which is... All of which is the fear, all of those negative thoughts that are not like loving to you. And I mean, everybody has them. I think they're probably magnified when you're an artist. It's just, I mean, I was stuck on this book for a long time. And um, I was stuck on like a second or third draft. And I'm like, this is terrible. Nobody's going to want to read this, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Spinning out in your own stuff. S oh, my God. You don't want to be in here. Trust me. <laughs> you don't want to be inside these two temples. <laughs> Jeez. And I don't mean temples like holy places. I mean, well, anyway. Yeah, they're temples. Exactly. Yes. So um, actually, I went to, uh, the first time I went to an advanced workshop with Dr. Joe Dispenza, I spent basically four or five days meditating on sort of bringing this book to fruition and yes. just, you know, moving into the energy of all that stuff. and Crossing the bridge, son. Yeah. And again, at the time, I wasn't working, and, and I was, uh, seems to be a recurring theme in my <laughs> life, actually. You know, we're probably going to keep coming back to this. But, um, um, but at the time, I wasn't working, because I had always been freelancing. So it was like, you know, it's either raining or, you know, however that, that saying goes. Yes. Um, raining or it's Raining money or, or it's whatever. Yeah. So... <clears throat> I was basically meditating on the right conditions to show up to bring this to fruition. And as soon as I got back from Arizona, and this was probably like, I think, May 2015, I get a, a LinkedIn message from a friend of mine. And he's like, hey, man, I just left Microsoft for this job. It's supposed to be like the next Uber, 110 million funding, blah, blah, blah. We need a writer. And I was like, oh, OK, that's that's uh, serendipitous. I come back into town. Uh, from the airport, and I run into him again. Then I run into him on a corner, and um, I mean, basically. And this is after your meditation like, in in and doing the work. Like the moment I landed in Seattle, there was this message for me. Then I come in, take the train into Seattle, and I run into him on a street corner, and I mean, serendipity. Everything just started unfolding in, in that way, and. What were you doing psychologically when that was unfolding? Were you like in belief, disbelief? Oh well, my gosh. I mean, what, what were you doing? You know, you come back from one of those workshops and you're in such a state of expansion oh and yeah. you're just like, what? wow, this is really working. <laughs> this stuff really works. <laughs> um, so, I mean, basically, my idea of getting a full time job was I need, I need that financial stability um, to, you know, be able to go all in and not like, okay, the contract's over, and then you have to shift your energy. And, ah, now I have to find work and hustle and make money. <clears throat> so um, where was I? Let's see. Okay, so yeah, so I get this job, and they pay me more money than <laughs> I've ever made before in my life <laughs> with like a bonus and not really 
doing much. And I, this is after doing the work and going after, to after yeah. the workshop and uh, the process of bringing your first book into fruition. Yeah. And now s- serendipitous things are happening. Yeah. Because you've tapped into the quantum field. And, exactly. All right. So, <clears throat> so I go to basically for six months. This job lasts for six months. Um, I get laid off at six months. But um, every morning before work, I went to the coffee shop to work on this terrible draft. And I would work for like 30 minutes to an hour, an hour and a half some mornings before I went into work. And I get laid off. And, um, and, and I got laid off at exactly six months, exactly when I finished the first draft of this book. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I actually have something here. And I was in such a uh, joyful, expansion, expansive state when I got laid off. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the work, though. It's yeah. the work. And I was like, what amazing things about to happen next? And within five minutes, I got a text from this guy asking me if I wanted to uh, help him collaborate with him on, on his blog. Um, and it was kind of a, a dream opportunity to work with this guy. And um, so... So yeah, I, I wound up, as soon as that happened, I called this other company that was trying to hire me at the time, and it took about, they were like, we just filled the position. And then the, the following Monday, they called me, and they're like, what if we created a position for you? I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, it's going to cost you a lot more than it did last time. So um, I'm kind of joking. Yeah, but they did, but yeah, yeah. They, they kind of insulted me with what they offered me the first time. This is a, a different company, and... Um, and they came back like forty grand higher the next time. Nice. Um, so, I uh, so then basically that took a long time for them to get all the ducks in a row. And when they finally offered me the job, I was like, uh, "Can I start in six or seven weeks?" And they were like, yeah, "I guess we waited long enough, sure." And I, I was <laughs> like, "All right, I'm going to South Africa." <laughs> so, I mean, I, it was it was an epic winter. It was I. Basically, I got laid off, which gave me all this time to, I plowed through like two more drafts of the book. Um, and it, you know, it was my dream since I was like 17 to like live all over the world and just work on my own writing in my books. So I'm like, you know, running on the beach in South Africa, listening to like my favorite, you know, songs and, and then working a couple hours a day. And um, so then I came back and then I went, to Whistler and then I went to another <laughs> meditation workshop and then I started this job and I figured I would be in that job for you know a, like two three years however long it took to do this and about 10 months in the the person who I was writing the blog for asked me to help him with his book so I quit my nine-to-five job and I just worked on his book full-time and um, I finished my work on that not this May the previous May and then I bought a one-way ticket to Mexico to work on the final draft of this book. Yes. Which was like 10 drafts or something like that, 10 or 11 drafts. So, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, it's just like one string of serendipitous moments. So talk to me about serendipitous. Why is that so important throughout this whole book, the message of the serendipitous and the gratitude? Talk to me about that. And, for, and I love this, too, because it's from a masculine perspective. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these mm-hmm. books, are, there's so much written from the feminine side. Mm-hmm. But you wide, you're wide open in the book. And, and it's beautiful. And you for talk about fear. It is. Yeah. And you talk about fear. And you talk about crossing the bridge and really overcoming that fear and the, the stuff in between the temples. Yeah. 
Um, but I want to go, I want the audience to understand the serendipity and the experience of crossing through the fear, um, you know, going into the quantum field. However, I want you to just describe that mm-hmm. and talk to, <clears throat> sorry, sorry, Benny, we're all coughing over here. Um, why the serendipity is so important after you've done the work, you know, I mean, I know the work, yeah. so I want you to explain that and then explain how that translates in the book. Well, I mean, if, if this whole sort of quantum model is, well, not if it's real, it's real. It is real. The thought sends a signal out and the feeling pulls it back in. And these, these serendipitous moments are sort of feedback from the universe or that the quantum field, like, you know, when I was living in Mexico last year, which will be like the third book, um, it was, I was in such sort of that creation, creative and flow state that it was like, and this was actually happening to me throughout the journey of this book, like when I was actually traveling all over Southeast Asia and everything. But it was like I would either write something down in my gratitude intention journal or, or just think it, and it would be reflected back to me that day. And, wow. and big things, not, not just like, oh, there's a quarter on the ground. I was thinking I want to manifest some money. Like, yeah. you know, Let's I, talk about that, though, because I think that's really important because that's a big vein in the book. Yeah. Let's talk about the... Gratitude journal, the serendipity, bringing bringing all of those intentions, wishes, yeah. desires to you so fast. Well, I mean, there is a structural element of the book, which is the, every couple chapters or something like gratitude and intention yep. sort of uh, journal entries. But, um, you know, it's it's really... But it's also a practice, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's a practice that you did every day. Oh, I've been doing it since I met this woman. In, On the plane. In... Right? Well, was that the plane? No, no, no. Which one? No. Was? Um, this was like my sister's friend after oh, okay. my mom passed away, who was like okay. an energy healer or whatever. Okay. So, well, trying to remember the incident with the plane. Well, that was a fun one too. Yeah. But okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Please continue. Um, what is the question again? We're talking about serendipity, gratitude, and how because you were talking about there is a structure. Yeah. Um, and having, yeah. um, well, the gratitude daily practice. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean. I still do it, and it's really, it's kind of an exercise in non-attachment as well. I mean, mm. when this woman told me to do this, she's like, write what you want, close the book, don't give it another thought, but you're going to see how these things kind of start to show up in your life. Um, so really, you know, sometimes I, I would swing for the fences. I mean, you wouldn't believe that some of this stuff, I was like... Let's talk about some of that okay, stuff, because well, I want the audience to know how, how magic is created, yeah. and, it, and it comes to fruition. We've experienced it. Well, I mean, for, for example, one of the things I was like... Two things. I was, before I, I left on this trip, I was like, I want to be involved in a documentary film crew. Mm. And I wound up linking up with this... Um, uh, the school's called... I think it's called Mount Madonna in California, and there's, it's a really small private school, like... 20 kids or something and every year they fly around the world and they interview like a famous leader so I they were in Dharamsala India where I was interviewing the Dalai Lama of course they were yeah so actually I got super sick and like lost track of days Um, so I finally was like oh my god what day is it when I when everything's finally stopped coming out both ends Um, (laughs) I was like oh my god what day is it (laughs) And I called this guy, and they're like, oh, man, we just interviewed the Dalai Lama yesterday. And I was like, oh, man. But, um, but I linked up with this kid um, just and followed him on Facebook. And uh, he always went to this ashram about, um, gosh, I can't remember the, 
the town. I'll think of it in a second, but it's about 20 minutes south of Rishikesh. So just like two years ago, I saw that he was going over there and it was, it was one of my full-time phases. So I had like, you know, money to <laughs> throw around. <laughs> and I was just like, hey man, what if I paid you 500 bucks and your room and board to go up to Rishikesh for two days and shoot? Uh, so this is the book trailer I'm talking about. Um, and he just did, you can see it out of CuriousEar.com, but he did this amazing amazing job it's super theatrical um but th- that was one thing i mean that was something i created way in the past and it came into fruition you know four years later but um another thing was like you know i want to volunteer and i wound up getting connected with this guy um named M- mc meta who's won the equivalent of two nobel prizes oh that's in your book yeah there's the fictionalized version yeah. of him in yeah. the book but, um, you know, he sued the state of India over the course of 20 years to create a green zone around the Taj Mahal. Yeah. And, um, you know, the Supreme Court held special cases for him every Friday. I mean, I met this American scientist while I was traveling there and they were like, this is he's like, this is the most important lawyer since Gandhi. And I, I wound <laughs> up like just hanging out with him all the time. I'm like, what is going on? Oh, all right, guys. What is going on? Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. Um, we are here with Tim and we are talking about his latest book and a curious year in the great vivarium experience, um, experiment, web- experiment, excuse me. And the website, a curious And you can see his trailer and it's a curious Go and check it out. I highly, highly recommend <clears throat> it's a beautiful trailer. When we come back, we're going <laughs> to jump more into the details and, uh, yeah, more into the details. Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Dispenza. I wanted to take a moment and let you know about a nonprofit organization called Give to Give. The Give to Give Foundation was created by a group of people who have studied my work or have participated in my workshops around the world. And by applying the principles of mind over matter and the mind-body connection, they've created outstanding changes in their lives or in their health, and they wanted to give back. The organization is dedicated to providing the proper resources to those people in need to gain the opportunity to learn exactly how to change their body or their lives. If you want to learn more about the Give to Give Foundation, or you know someone that needs help, or you simply want to make a donation, visit givetogive.com. Those who give don't always know how to love. Those who love always know how to give. Thank you. Hey, Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. All right, folks, seriously, I've got the doorway. I'm working with amazing, high-functioning clients that are doing the work and busting through old habits to now transform their lives. This means breaking their old programming, their old stories, to feeling of purpose and such a relief that now that they have the answers. Does that sound good to you? Yes, I knew it. Give me a call, 206-300-2227. Chances are, if you're listening to the Gratitude Cafe with Sue Lundquist, you already know what so many others know. 
This is a special show hosted by a special woman. If you own or manage a business, Gratitude Cafe is your chance to align your advertising message with the power of the positive. Best of all, the options are affordable, so you can stretch your advertising dollars to reach even more listeners. Learn more today at 206-300-2227. That's 206-300-2227. Attracting the wrong things in your life? Blocked? In transition? Can't seem to get clear? Let Sue Lundquist, Intuitive Clarity Coach, guide you through to confidence and sustained positive change. This is achieved with easy, practical tools you can use in your everyday life. Call now for your personal one-on-one Clarity Coaching session with Sue to get back to who you really are, confident, purposeful, and positive. Call Sue at 206-300-2227. That's 206-300-2227. Following the herd is fine until they lead you off a cliff. Think for yourself. Alternative Talk, 11.50 a.m. All righty, welcome back. We're jumping in. Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. We are talking to writer and author and musician and this and acting and volunteering and all of this stuff, Mr. Tim Shields. His latest book, because there's, I, I think there's going to be many, A Curious Year in the Great Vivarium Experiment. Now, let me talk to you again about vivarium. It's a place such as a laboratory where live animals or plants are kept under conditions simulating their natural environment as for research. Now, he talks about this in his latest book, and his life is being that experiment and going in and crossing the bridge of fear um, we, we've talked briefly bef- um, at the top of the hour about his, his serendipity and his experience through serendipitous experiences and how this is really important for not only his journey, but also what he talks about throughout the whole vein of the book and um, keeping conscious, keeping aware, doing the work of, of Dr. Joe Dispenza um, and, and more than that, having gratitude and having consciousness and, and staying on the path and setting your intention, and we'll get to um, a little bit more detail in that um, in just a minute. But I wanted to talk a little bit about, I guess, jump back more into the serendipitous, because I think you and I met at Dr. Joe in Portland, Mm -hmm. and there was, during the break, we were talking about this whole serendipitous experiment, or serendipitous, what's the word I'm looking for? Thingamajiggy? Yeah, perfect. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That it happened between us. Would you like to share with the audience? Um, well, I mean, I guess I sort of knew who you were, but we had never met in person and, um, we just started talking and at the time I was getting close to trying to figure out whether I was going to self-publish or go the traditional route. And, um, I, the, not only that decision, but also putting this real and vulnerable part of myself out into the world was absolutely terrifying, uh, like paralysis, yeah, like, terrifying. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's let's talk about that because, I, I you know, crossing fear, crossing mm-hmm. the anxiety and all that, I think it's really important that the audience knows that you have sat in that. Mm-hmm. And I want the audience to understand by crossing over, this is, this is your baby. I mean, this is what you've experienced and mm-hmm. you've been able to speak your truth in the written language and also now here. Yeah. But I think that's really important for people to be that example. So you're a shining example. Mister. Well, thank you. Uh, 
you know, I'm still struggle. I have a whole we new batch. We all are. We all are. A whole new batch of things I'm struggling <laughs> with right now. But um, it's another bridge. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's. Uh, I think it's all about the level of awareness you bring to whatever you're doing, and you know, I've yeah. I've got some things I'm working on right now, and I. This is kind of a new thing for me, but I'm I'm like writing out everything I don't want to be or who I've been in the past and, you know, who I'm trying to become. But that's a whole other sidebar. But um, I, the whole point is like the level of awareness you bring to whatever it is you're doing. But uh, but we were talking about our serendipitous serendipitous. Oh, yes. Yes. yes are So we had met and um, Dr. Joe in Portland. Mm-hmm. And then you had told me that you knew I was I was saying I was trying to decide between self-publishing and traditional route and you had told me about um this woman uh Halo Publishing and um you put me on an email string and I'd never heard from the woman I, I heard anyway I didn't that hear was from when the, the woman. earthquake happened yeah right? so yeah. I actually had like a long distance relationship going on with this woman in Mexico City and she was coming on a Wednesday and the second big earthquake happened on a Tuesday. So I was like, there's no way she's coming, but she wound up coming and um, she left on a Sunday. Monday, I wrote in my gratitude intention journal, I need somebody to show up this week to guide me, you know, whether to go traditional or the other route. And I never put time frames on in those, in my gratitude intention journal, but I was, I was kind of freaking out and I'm like, I need somebody this week. So Tuesday, this woman from Mexico city calls me and she's in tears because her life, is a little bit chaotic in Mexico. Everything in Mexico city is chaotic. So I called her back and I was like, Oh, I wish I could just, you know, come help you. And she's like, well, why don't you? And here we go again with my unemployed thing. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm like, well, I I, I remember this. I'm like, I have so many important things to do up here. I can't just drop everything. And I was like, Oh God, I don't have anything. So, you know, I, I, the next day was a Wednesday. I booked a ticket to Mexico City. I'm in Mexico City Thursday. Friday, the woman that puts you and I on an email string gets back to me, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just getting back to you. I was on vacation, and there was this little earthquake, and I was like, well, you must have been vacationing in Mexico City. And she's like, no, I'm based in Mexico City. And I was like, well, of course. oh, dear. Okay, here we go. Synchronicities. Yeah. I was like, well, turns out I'm actually in, in Mexico, Mexico City. City right now, and I did not know I was going to be here three days ago. Um, so we had a meeting the next week and, you know, I, I'm not a big researcher. I was kind of like, all right, I've, I got to trust this. This is the way it showed up. I, I looked into one other company in Seattle, um, and it was like more than twice as expensive. So I just kind of went this route and trusted this route. And, um, so yeah, so, I mean, and then you and I were, we hung out one time in the fall and I think you, I was you could spinning s- out I was just a wee spinning bit. out. That might be, <laughs> you know, diluting it a little bit. <laughs> well, talk about that, honey. Let's talk about that fear because <clears throat> it's on. It's it's honesty. It's transparency, and it's good for the audience and everybody to <clears throat> see that because you were you were spinning out and yeah. I mean, I I it's the same thing. Like right before I left on this on the trip that the book is based on, I, I bought a one way ticket to India. I didn't even have a, like, right before I was going to leave, my sister was like, maybe I should just buy you a Lonely Planet India. I'm like, oh, no, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out. You know, I'm a, I'm a seasoned traveler, and, <laughs> you know, oh, I'm sure there's internet everywhere. And, I mean, the first two days I was in this hotel room in 
New Delhi, and I was just like, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> Why am I doing this? What am I trying to prove? Yeah. And then just things very quickly unfolded. I got connected with this guy who uh, I Again, wound up serendipity. Volu- yeah, yeah. I, I, I wound up volunteering for and. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You know, this is just <clears throat> like I said. It's it's a pretty honest, pretty vulnerable, um, open thing. And and there are parts that are certainly exaggerated and fictionalized uh, for for the story and to say what I want to say about things. But uh, I don't know. You know, I ju- you just have to. I mean, I think somebody recently said, "Well, fear is you can either be paralyzed." By fear or you can step across the fear which is courage yep so and gaining the wisdom when you yeah step and i just always knew when i was younger like 17 reading you know joyce steinbeck kerouac in high school and i mean i knew i wanted to be a writer since i was 17 so i was i was like if you if you want to write about interesting things you have to have interesting experiences and take chances so you know i've the first time my first adult trip was when uh, I had like a relationship and a job and in the same week in like 2006 and I was like hmm maybe life's trying to tell me something and I, I I also wanted to volunteer and be like of service or something so I took off to uh, Tanzania for two months and I wound up volunteering at this orphanage uh, which was almost my first ghostwriting opportunity um, that's a that's another side story but I, I knew this place was super special and then a decade later 60 minutes found out the same thing so, uh, yeah, it was, it's pretty amazing. It's called the Rift Valley Children's Village. Oh, beautiful. It's a pretty extraordinary you got to stop wiggling in the chair. I can oh, hear sorry. it squeaking. Uh, <laughs> You're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just have kept hearing it wiggle, wiggle, it's, crack, you know, crack. And Benny's going to be like trying to edit that out. And yeah. it's just not going to work real I well. I took some speed this morning. <laughs> I washed it down with coffee. So, I mean, God, I'm a mess. Oh, I love it. Okay, let me... Obviously, we're. Talk- I think you're doing just fine, personally. Yeah, oh, good, we're good. having yeah. a conversation. Yeah, it's beautiful, sweetheart. It's great. <laughs> just stop this is about quotes about crossing the proverbial bridge of change, right? Mm-hmm. I know you too. Listen, you just need to find the right frequency and have faith in who you are. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. Another one, crossing the bridge of initiation. So you've crossed. You hear Dr. Joe talk about mm-hmm. the initiation, and crossing the bridge of initi- initiation, yeah. whatever that looks like. Yours is your experiment here mm-hmm. in your book, but also it's translated with life, life's journeys, mm-hmm. and you just saying, you know, screw it all. I'm just going to get a one-way ticket, and I'm just going to wing it. Yeah. But now I want to, disclaimer here, guys, for those of you listening, there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scene. I, I mean, for, you know, be smart about it. Make sure you're safe and do all that. I don't want people to just take this as oh well let's just sell everything and go and but you got to do i mean work. maybe they should maybe maybe, maybe listen to yeah. me and don't listen to <laughs> yeah. sue <laughs> maybe screw maybe it. maybe sell it all. yes why not um oh and this was another another quote that was really I, I heard it and i had to write it down it's okay to fear the answer you just can't avoid them hmm. that's another big one isn't that yummy yeah yummy yeah um because there's a lot of answers that came in here too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there I mean, was a lot of fear that you're like, "Oh man, I don't know that I want to know the answer." Right? Uh, there's a lot. There's <laughs> that every day. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm exactly. experiencing that every day. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah, right. All of us. Yeah. But it's it's crossing the bridge of initiation and and 
stepping through the fear that yeah i mean actually actually the book that i'm living in right now is about the initiation <gasps> oh so, can we talk about the books can we can um, we tease a little bit or yeah, what would you I mean, like to do i i know i know how they all connect i know how they um i know the themes of each one i mean the second one so if the first one is about overcoming the self the second one is uh which the first one is here, guys, what we're yeah. talking about. A Curious Year in the Great Vivarium Experiment. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I know the titles of all the books. I, I'm not going to say them right no, now. No, you but, don't have to. But um, the second one is the awakening that uh, consciousness is actually the organizing principle of matter, not mm. the other way around. Mm. And I mean, these are the, you know, I, I say this in a much more down-to-earth, accessible <laughs> way. I mean, these are some big. That was a big yeah, word. I know. Lots of big words. You know, I like to say it's like, you know. There's there's enough sex, drugs, and rock and roll for the layman, but underneath is a, a much deeper philosophy. Yes, yes. So the second one is kind of the awakening that consciousness is the organizing principle of matter, not the other way around, because people think like, I mean, I think the old model was sort of consciousness comes out of our our physical being, but I mean, we won't get into the quantum physics and everything of it. Um, but And then the third one is sort of the journey of the artist, and it's leaving everything behind, stepping into the calling and um, just surrendering and trusting. Oh, let's talk about surrendering because oh, you man. did a ton of, you. I mean, we still are, yeah. but there's a lot of surrendering in here too. Yeah. Um, talk to me about your journey through surrender. Let's, let's educate the audience on how that looks, how that kind of showed up in your life and how it, how it changed you, how this book has changed you. Um. Well, I mean, I think just by stepping into it, which is into you know, the creation, of into the, the book. creation of the book and, and even just the journey, like booking a one way ticket to India. Yes. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I think deep at a very deep soul level, I well, I've always known I was going to be a writer and I've always known that I could write something very good. It's very good, yes. And, and I think that, um, but oh my God, those voices and the negativity. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I think it's, it's all just scars from childhood, you know? Like, somebody wounded me on the playground and now I'm going to make up this story for the rest of my <laughs> life and I'm going to live into it and I'm going to make other people punish. Yeah, know, punish yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, you know, oh, my parents left me alone for too long that one time they went out to dinner. No, but... um. <clears throat> I, I got lost in the sidebar. You're good. We're talking the about surrender. It. Yeah. the surrender. Yeah. surrender. I mean, you just, it's just, I, I've always found on all of these sort of trips that I've taken, it's like when you take that first step, the parachute appears. Mm. Um, but my God, the first step is <laughs> so hard and so terrifying. I mean, before this book came out, before I went to, in, before I went to India, it was like, the fear was paralyzing and and the anxiety in the body i mean i was telling you on the break like this fall the anxiety in my body about putting this out into the world was like oh this is why people jump off bridges or become alcoholics uh <laughs> and, you know i'm glad you yeah. wrote the book instead. exactly yeah <laughs> i'm glad we met at the coffee shop Jeez. and had a beautiful conversation me too and my little gosh. love notes that's true little yeah. love notes throughout that's, that's you remember true. that yeah, yeah, yes yeah, yeah. Yes. I and thank you for allowing me to have that space to share with you too and, yeah. and just kind of love on you as you walked over the bridge. Yeah, you you 
made me think about a lot of other steps that I needed to uh, get to put this out. But um, yeah, I think I think the first the first um, step in a journey is the surrender, and then you just you just have to trust that what what you need is going to appear. Yes. And um, there is work in the 3D. I mean, yeah. there's work that you have to do. You got to set the foundation and do your work. Don't just sit on a mountain no. and think it's going to appear. That's not that's not how what we're talking about. We're talking about doing 3D in your work in life as in form. And then when you're as you're setting the foundation and setting the stones mm-hmm. to get that to work. And then when you go into the quantum field or <clears> different <throat> meditation, Dr. Joe Dispenza is one of our our favorite. Mm-hmm. And you go into that quantum field and you literally cross the bridge of that change and you cross the bridge of that fear and you go into that altered state. Mm-hmm. That's when the magic happens and that's when the serendipities pop and things just start showing up in your life. And it's just incredible. Yeah. I mean, just just two days ago, I think, at the Fremont oh, yes, Solstice, Solstice Parade. Yeah. Like on Sunday, I was just walking around and somebody had told me I should reach out to this he's kind of a famous photographer and he has a podcast Mm -hmm. and he had been on my mind and I'm like, how can I reach out to him? Should I use, you know, uh, contacts through my friends and I'm walking in the parade and not in the parade, like the day after. And I walk right past him and I, I just walked up and introduced myself and gave him my card. And I was, uh, he, he he (laughs) caught me out of context. So I couldn't even remember his name at the moment. I'm like, uh, what's your, aren't you the photographer dude? And, He's like, yeah, and so I gave him. He was super nice and cordial. We'll see what happens, but it was just like another serendipity. Thoughts, yeah. thoughts are a very real thing. They are they are energy, and um, which is why it's so. I think a lot of the about this book is uncovering the unconscious programs that run mm. most of our lives. Um, because and again, that's where you have to bring awareness to those to those. You have to bring light to those dark little corners of your life that actually you're living out of those corners yeah and I mean I I think I also sort of inherited this fear from my mother she was like this beautiful amazing loving woman who was like a mother to everybody our house always had open doors to all the stragglers and everything like that but she was such a fearful woman and um you know, one of my sisters was like, I think maybe the, the reason why you do some of the things you do these trips whatever else you do it's or like starting a band and not really knowing how to play a guitar at the time <laughs> or like doing stand up like improv and um it's just kind of to combat it's like swinging the pendulum in the other way it's like way to, on the other to side to combat that yeah. fear because man living in fear is it's the worst thing it's it's why we have it's why we have war in this world and all that other terrible stuff but um yeah i mean all of us are not all of us but i think a lot of us you know there's there there's this wounded little child down there that's afraid right and, and we're afraid to let other people know we're afraid or something and like be that. vulnerable and yeah. have that have that space to be <clears throat> safe to be vulnerable but it's like what are we afraid of i don't know it's just it's just life okay talk to me i know we've just been kind of jumping around here jibba jabbing j- yeah and i love it this yeah. is this is what we're doing shucking and talk, jabbing yes talk to me about things that inspire you books that inspire you writers <clears throat> that inspire you hmm wow um what what influence what influences you i think like the first real influence of my life was uh, the Tao of Pooh, as in winnie the pooh and <laughs> Tao, like Taoism told through winnie, winnie the, the pooh, pooh. Like, did you ever read it i have not i'm gonna have to go it's and an get, amazingly this is hilarious. simplistic profound book i'm gonna have to and it's just you know it's like 
each character, I mean, I haven't read it in years, but like I'm gonna have to Eeyore go is this fearful oh, one. Yes. Like, now I Tigger know has no attention. Yes. Pooh is the Tao. It's yeah. the Pooh is the way. Yes. And it's just like he just flows through life like water coming down a mountain. I mean, that's how Maybe I did read the it. path of least resistance. Yeah. So that that sort of really influenced me and I mean, gave me my first taste of like an Eastern perspective. Mm hmm which, I mean, I wound up being a writing and philosophy major in college and, you know, Eastern philosophy and, like, existentialism were my sort of two favorite classes. But, um, and then another book I really connected with was uh, um, Narcissus and Goldman by Herman Hesse. Mm -hmm. And it was like, um, gosh, I can't even remember which was. Narcissus was, uh, like, uh, a monk. And his student was Goldman, and I, I, I believe. And, and Goldman wanted to, like, live this life in the monastery, in the, a life of the mind. Um, but his, his mentor was like, this is not meant for you. You have to go out into the world. You're an artist. You have to experience. You have to suffer. You have to do all these things to bring truth to other people. So um, I always liked, like, Herman Hess, Hess stuff. It's pretty. How did this influence you as a writer? Um, well, <laughs> I, I have to say like one of, one of, I don't know, one of the most, uh, influential, can I talk about that? About what? <laughs> Probably okay. not. <laughs> okay. I, I won't talk about that. I won't talk. It happened at a Grateful Dead concert. Let's okay, just put that's it that all way. they need that's, to know. Yeah. So that shifted my consciousness and, um. You know, I, I don't know. I just, there were a couple books and a couple teachers um, throughout high school and stuff. And, you know, my mama was always like, you should be a writer or a teacher. And I had these, like, sort of amazing writing teachers mm -hmm. that, you know, invested in me or believed in me. And um, so I don't know. It just, it just kind of became, I started, I also had my sister's, uh, one of my first sort of mentors was, if you could call him that, like, my sister's boyfriend in college mm -hmm. and he was like this brilliant uh, kind of very self-destructive person but brilliant guy and wanted to be a writer and so I started kind of keeping a journal because of him and I think I'm on maybe like 51 or 52 like 70 to 80 page notebooks of my life wow. since September 29th journaling's a big huge yeah. it's important since September sure, 29th yeah. 1991 so wow I mean that's just been I'm I'm sure I've put in a lot more than my 10,000 hours in there. So, you know, it's just, it's been a craft I've been, you know, working on. And it, and it just, at some point, it becomes the way in which you understand and engage and process the world. Right. Your way of, your way of processing and thinking. Exactly. And your lifestyle program, I talk about, you know, my coaching and, and creating your own new lifestyle program and your programming and all of that. On, on when I'm coaching or on on the radio show, where am I going with this? Your new program, stepping through fear, <clears throat> showing people through your latest book, and then the can I call it trilogies? Is that what I'm supposed to how uh, I language it or sure. what is it? I mean, is what's it? a what's for quadric quadric uno dos something tres, quattro something? Qua yeah, <laughs> you were quadric I think is what quatric. they call it in art. <laughs> a triptych is three panels. But anyway, um, who knows? Who I, knows? I, I always kind of thought I could just sort of if I could find my voice and everything, like I can just 
write about my life, my entire life's journey. I mean, that's kind of what's always been in my mind. But even even through your life's journey, you have you've created an education and wisdom through your language and your teaching. Yeah, it's not it's, it's not it's not about me or my story. It, it's really, um, I think, something much bigger. It's a much bigger message that I I mean, I think kind way of, bigger message. I think like ultimately the the message of this book is like I, this is a bit cliched, but it's it's like life is like a garden, and you have to like. The more you tend to it, the more love you give it, the bigger it's going to grow and the more... The weeds put, yeah. pulled out. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, all the time. And the bigger it's going to grow and the more it's going to give back to you. And um, I don't know, it took me a long time to figure that out. I mean, I'm still working on it every day, but um, because, again, the fear. Um, but you're I, leading by example. You're a shiny beacon for so many people, men and women. I'm you've, you've you've got people that are writing to you saying how much this book has changed them, mm -hmm. and that's that's special. That's that to feels be pretty good. To I mean, to impact somebody's life like that, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's pretty incredible. I want to remind all of you how to get a hold of this wonderful book. Can they go on the yeah. a curious a dot com? Yeah, Amazon. Where else? Well, you, I mean, yeah, you can. It's on Am it's on barnesandnoble.com, all these other places. But, I mean, if you go to a curious year And they can see the trailer as well. You can watch well, the trailer. Which there's, is super cool. Yeah, there's some excerpts. Um, and uh, and then you can buy it. It, it, it. It'll link right to Amazon from my website. Another cool thing is uh, my nephew, um, who's 21 years old, he um, he's an extraordinary musician. And um, he had... He had dropped out of college his parents gave him a year to to pursue music full-time so i gave him i challenged him to score the music to the trailer and he mm. knocked it out of the oh park oh my god it's beautiful he knocked it out of the park so then i was like jack what if you did a soundtrack to the book so he wound up reading my book and then sort of superimposing it over his own curious year oh. and he has created this like incredible i mean i'm a music snob and he has created this incredible musical soundtrack and he's sort of in that flow and people have found him and they flew him to Nashville to sort of mix and master this. Oh. And so, so people are putting some money into him and I met with, uh, serendipity. I met with somebody like a CEO of a pretty, pretty popular label here in Seattle. Yeah. So I don't know, we're just going to surrender and trust and hope that it finds the right people. Yep. And, um, but it's, it's really, really good. Yay. Yeah. All right, go to acuriousyear.com. You're going to find his latest book, A Curious Year in the Great Vivarium Experiment, by the wonderful Mr. Tim Shields. Uh, in the back of the book, you talk about, um, it was at the book club? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, talk to them about the book club. We got. Oh, no, we don't have time. Oh. You're just going to have to go just get the book. Just real fast if you can. Well, That's there's cool. just, I mean, there's, uh, if you want to organize a book club around it, there's book club questions in yeah the, and in it's the back. super good yeah page 393 mm -hmm. all right guys a curious year.com go and find this book tim shields he's an incredible writer human all of that good stuff you'll find all of his information on my website at www.sulunquist.com forward slash newsletter until next time each Thank of you. you are a gift get out there and share yourself with the world if you like the show, help more people find us by adding your review of the show on iTunes. The more reviews we get, the more people we can reach with this inspiring message on the Gratitude Cafe. Simply search for Gratitude Cafe in iTunes, hit subscribe, and add your honest review. 
It would help us immensely and we'll be forever grateful. It's one of the best ways you can give back to the show with your review. Thanks for tuning in to the Gratitude Cafe. Don't forget, every week is a new show and you could submit your questions at sulonquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. The show goes live at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time in Seattle on Seattle's Alternative Talk AM 1150. You can also call in to the show at 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Find the live streaming link at sulonquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. We'll see you next week.